Welcome to Capes and Tights. We're here for another bo- podcast episode. I'm Justin. That's over there is Adam. We're remote again because that's what we do this podcast now, uh, which is good. Oh, yeah. It'd be a long commute if we didn't. <laughs> I thought of it. What was it? Something about, I, I mentioned something to my wife about it yesterday, the other day about like, oh, we could just have Adam you know, fly out here for whatever <laughs> it was and do something. Every- and she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> we could do it just like four times a month. Yes. Well, when we get the budget. So I was, so I had a little dream, not dream, but like a daydream thing, Adam, the other day. Uh, did you see uh, you were in the beer industry like I am, or why we're in the beer industry like I am yep. now? Uh, I know a lot about stuff. Did you see Stone Brewing Company was sold? Stone Brewing Company was sold to Sapporo, who owns Ooh, but, like the Japanese uh, yeah, conglomerate. They're huge. They, uh, they own uh, Anchor Steam now as well. Yeah. They bought them in 2017. Uh, they bet it for $165 million. Okay, pretty good chunk of money for a craft beer, but they're also one of the largest craft beer companies in the country, Stone. Of course. Stone Brewing. Um, but I thought about it in my head, I am not an owner of the current brewery that I work for, but in my mind, I was thinking if we were to sell for $165 million, I've been with the company from nearly the beginning. I'm high up in the company. There's a good chance I get a sort of a bonus at that mm-hmm. time. And I was trying to think in my mind that if I got a, say, say I get a million dollar bonus because they sold it for $165 million. There would be times where I think you'd fly out. We, we, I'd pay for you to fly out here, right? I'd fly out there. We'd do oh, dude, this back I'd, and forth thing. We'd have a I'd, studio I'd, in upstate New York in between the yes, two of us. Yes. And we'd all just go there. And that's where our we'd studio just be, We'd just be racking up air miles, man. Like, <laughs> and we'd, we'd be flying out to like Texas to do a, like, or not Texas, like California to go to the premieres, right? We wouldn't exactly. actually, we, we'd be on the premieres. We'd have a hotel room. We'd record in the hotel room and we'd be all set, right? We'll get there. Yeah, exactly. Actually, our friends, friends from work over there was at the premiere of Thor. Uh, they actually got really? invited to the world premiere out in LA. And I was like, wow, That's they're going excellent. places. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm okay with sitting here in my apartment, watching these things on screen. That's 65 inches, yep. like I did with Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV show on Disney Plus right now, which Adam, I love, you and I love talking to Star Wars, man, don't we? Oh, yeah. And that was a man. That was a good show. So <laughs> May 27th, the premiere just wrapped up June 22nd. Nope. Uh, it was directed by Deborah Chow, who did uh, a couple episodes of The Mandalorian yep. and a couple episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, though, and among us, amongst other things, those are the things that are in our kind of wheelhouse of uh, capes and tights. Uh, theme music was done by John Williams. The theme of yes. it was amazing, which was yep. unbelievable, uh, was but composed by Natalie Holt, who did the uh, co- uh, compositions for Loki as well. Yep. So. A lot of cool music in that. Having John Williams back is just like, it's amazing. It's honestly amazing. No, I always, it's like John Williams is like clearly the composer that's going to be remembered from our yes. generation. And I'm sure like everybody in classical music would be yep. like, how dare you? But it's true. Yes. And it sounds it sounds like uh, what I've heard rumors are is Indiana Jones 5, will he be his last uh, okay. score uh, in, in, in the public thing? We'll see. But it sounds like it's, and it's honestly, I do think they're going to redeem themselves from uh, Indiana Jones 4. And yep. when they do redeem themselves, it would be a nice fitting send off for John Williams in the end. So yep, I agree. We'll, we'll be talking that movie as we get closer to that in 2023, I think it is, or 24. I forget. But Obi-Wan Kenobi, man, it takes, uh, t- it takes place 10 years after the Revenge of the Sith, which yep. is pretty cool. Again, uh, we've talked, let's do some new Star Wars stuff. However... <laughs> I'm going to backtrack on that for oh, yeah. a second here. Because when you can do Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi and do it this well, I'm okay with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, like I said, we'll get deep in, but I just my, 
I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I know that like we've talked about, this is like very specific for like people in our age group that yes. were connected to the prequels and the originals. But man, it was like, I I could tell that it was affecting me more than the people around me watching it. Like they loved it. They were like, that was so fun. But I was like, wow. Yes. Well, I mean, so it, what? So I have some, I wrote my notes this time in a different yep. way. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Grand Inquisitors, Princess Leia, I have Darth Vader. So Perfect. I have like some yep. special effects. I have this, I have this like section out thing on my notes this time. And and one of the things I had was um, it reminded me that Obi-Wan Kenobi was the reason I liked the prequels. Do you know what I mean? Like it reminded me sure. of Ewan McGregor's in, you know, acting of Obi-Wan was the best part of the, the episodes one through three. Yep. Like that to me reminded me of this and showing how good of an actor Ewan McGregor is uh, and then showing how, um, some of the practical uh, effects and practical shooting, like we've mentioned before, yep. is that they didn't use the big sound screen thing on this show like they did in yep. Boba Fett and in Mandalorian and in other things as well over at Disney and uh, Star Wars. That It just showed me that, that that's why I liked episodes one, two, and three. It's because yep. obviously not all of that, but like why I liked the prequels was because of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that showed this in this series. Yep. And this series also, like we always tell people about the animated series, man, this like really paid a lot of respect to that, which I think is huge, huge, huge for bringing in the younger crowd to the kind of the older Star Wars stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And, and it it brings in, honestly, it brings in the, the Clone Wars or the, the animated yeah. shows. It brings in, I say Clone Wars, but the uh, Rebels, it brings in, yep. um, and the comic books, like it, it brings in some of that comic book lore that we have had seen recently, like, I follow comic yep. books very closely, like actual re re reading issues of comic books. And I have this app called Key Collector Comics. I think you have it too. Yep, I do too. Um, give it a little shout out there. They, the number of times that a hot comic or a comic goes up in value re recently because in the Star Wars realm has been far more than it has in many, many years prior to this. So they're yep. using characters that first appeared in comic book form yep. or first appeared in the animated shows a lot more recently. And I think it shows that both the comic books and the animated shows should not be brushed aside. I no, feel not like at all. People love these anime, these TV shows and these films, but there's something to be said about the animated shows and the comic books yep. as well, which is pretty cool. Well, and that's what we've said before, kind of with that extended universe that now is not canon, but like, um, that's what brought the fans in before we had all this Star Wars was the video games and the comic books and the novels. So again, we're that demographic that remembers that. Mm -hmm. And so like, I mean, it all should fit together. That's what I always wanted when I was a kid. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I guess in the connection to the prequels, like the idea yep. that it almost, I almost see this too. Like you meant, we mentioned about Ewan McGregor and the reason why I like the prequels is it also almost felt like a, um, let's try to save the prequels in a way like mm -hmm. this technically, if you would have gapped out the prequels a little bit farther in space in time, this could have been the fourth. Yes movie in the prequels um speaking of that i love the episodes week to week thing because i'm just loving that again so you can like anticipation yep. and all that stuff but do you think this movie this could have been a movie yes i do like, think this could have been a movie and I think obviously it's six hours or not even that long because some of them like one episode was only like 30 minutes or something like that but like it's it's a lot longer but if you yep. cut out some unnecessary stuff out of the middle of this you could have shortened this down to a two two and a half hour movie and it would have been the saving yep. grace of the tragic solo movie right that people didn't really like that much 
or honestly, even, I mean, I know what people are, we've had it a million times, but it even could have been a trilogy of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yes. we had what, six one hour episodes ish. Yep. If they'd have kept it to like three hour and a half movies, it really could have been like the, basically the the conclusion of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I, I think that and I, I, the reason I say that is because it's all about the bottom dollar. Obviously Disney plus is making Marvel or sorry, Star Wars and Disney a bunch of money. But I was trying to think about how well this this show was shot, how well the show was done, the connections to the prequels, the Darth Vader part of it, the Leia part of it, the Obi Wan yep. Kenobi part of it, and then the additional addition the addition of the Grand Inquisitors could have made him a billion dollars in the, in the box office. Like I'm just trying to think of like yep. this movie could have been a billion dollar movie, and I'm wondering after like there's obviously a reason why they don't do it, I, I, but sure. after watching it, I realized that there was some things you probably could have cut to make it one hour or a two and a half hour movie, yeah. or like you mentioned, maybe expand on a few things a little bit more and make it three, one and a half, two hour movies and make it a trilogy again. I just don't know. I feel like this could have been, they went the wrong route with going with an, uh, a prequel, a solo movie when they could have just done this as a yeah, solo movie. I agree. And I, and I do agree. I think one would probably be best, but yeah, yes. I think that was part of it. Like the, it feels it's hard to follow up like an Epic three movie thing with a series like no matter mm-hmm. how you do it um because like even you know even say we look at the marvel side they don't do these like g- like these k- trilogies you have yes. to see all three of these yeah. together so that's hard to follow up well missy like we've we've obviously reviewed book of boba fett we've reviewed miss marvel moon or not miss marvel moon knight hawkeye yep. these shows um were definitely good shows but I don't yep. think they would have transitioned into a movie like this one would have, I think. I think this one would have been something that could have been easily done as a movie and been good in the theaters. However, yep. if you look at the opposite side of that, Adam, it shows how good shows are on Disney+. Plus. That oh, yeah. this could have been a feature film and they decided to make it a show in a series on Disney+, Plus for free, basically. Because you know me, I just I incorporate the monthly fee for Disney+, Plus as just a fee in my life that I'm going to pay forever. So it's free to me, and I didn't have to pay to go see the theater to see this yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So there's, a, there's like I said, there's two positives and negatives, and there's both sides of that. Like, I would have loved to see it as a movie, but it's also very, very happy they made this quality of a product as a Oh, yeah. The, the, the cinematography was amazing in this. Like mm-hmm. you said, it was like, especially considering it was, it was done with more practical effect. Like, it was just, yeah, I thought it was some of the best shots mm-hmm. ever in Star Wars. And I wrote under the special effects and more section of this. Uh, anybody who listens to our podcast or knows us personally, uh, we have a love-hate relationship with the DC uh, EU or the DC universe. Um, yeah. This entire show was dark, but in a yeah. good way. I don't know how to explain to people that this is the darkness that I wanted and not the darkness from the DCEU. And part of that's probably because it takes place in space. Like there's things course, that happen in space and in, on, on dark moons and dark planets that, that <laughs> the DCEU takes in place in Gotham and in Smallville and all those places. Well, are, like, we've Earth. joked like, before. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, yo, no, this is in my real life right now. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, yes, I don't have Batman, but the, you know, the, the crime and the unrest and yes. the sense of dread about the future, that's all right here. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so I mean, think about is- the darkness of this was necessary because like the battle of the, the lightsaber battle in episode six, yep. like the, that, that lightsaber battle between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that the most of the whole lighting of their faces in the, in the environment around oh, yeah. them was from the lightsabers. Like, that's a great shot 
great, amazing finale. The idea that they they darkened the entire set and it's literally just the lightsabers that are lighting their yep. faces, which also fascinates me. Every time I watch that clip of like or a uh, review of the thing and and he's like got a Obi Wan's got a lightsaber up here and it blues on his face. I'm like, that's not even real lightsaber. <laughs> Like yeah. that's special effects and they special, special effect effects lightsaber. <laughs> and it's like it's showing that I feel like he's really holding a lightsaber. But the it, lightsaber yes. is were cool in this yes. one. It was like seeing the because we I mean we know we never got yeah. to see Obi-Wan mm-hmm. fight Darth Vader, of course, because he disappeared when they meet yes. in the original yes. movie. Um so yeah, that was wild to see. And I just yeah, I, that shot you said, like with the lightsabers, the one especially where his mask is partially broken. Yes. And it's switching between all of the colors as the voices change. Like that was wild. That like, and I wrote on the Darth Vader part, which was the transitions between Hayden Christensen's voice and James Earl Jones' Jones's voice, the ham- helmet being damaged. Yeah. Like he'd say Adam and he goes to say Morissette, but the Morissette was James Earl Jones and Adam was freaking Hayden Christensen's voice. Like that is just, that shows to people the, the difference between the yep. two like the fact that that and the fact that the cool thing also was that hayden christensen was in the, the darth vader suit the entire time so anytime yes. you saw darth vader that was actually hayden christensen i love that which is amazing and because like he played his character like he played he basically was mandalorian if you think about it it was basically mm-hmm. him without having to do voices like the whole entire section yeah, of this entire exactly. show it was just hayden christensen in a, in a suit and james Earl jones speaking so which is like i mean what a brilliant way to though to be able to connect it to the prequels and and ha- i mean hayden christensen deserves to be darth vader like yes who else is going to be darth vader i mean they could have gotten just- anybody a cheaper person yeah. honestly they could have gotten some but i like the fact that sure. we know hayden christensen's um mannerisms yep like if i were to like, i use my hands a lot so if i were to like of have course. darth vader's suit on and i am darth vader you'd have to have my person do this a lot because yep that's who it is. And I think that's the perfect way. Why not have him if you're going to pay him to be in the show in the first place? Yep. But it was kind of funny. We barely even saw Hayden. Like it was barely any Hayden actually in this yep. movie. Show. And that's something I actually put in my notes though, that I thought was really interesting. I'm sure you read it too. Yeah. There is a little bit of blowback with the using, you know, current Ewan yes. and Hayden to do the lightsaber duel from the prequels when they're yes. training. Yes. And I get it, but My thing is like, that's what I love about Disney though, is right. Every choice should have been, they're too old. Let's use the fake face Mm -hmm. and just make them look younger. But the fact that it was actually Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor acting out that scene, I felt like not much happened, but you saw absolutely how different direction affected their acting because it felt so much more natural than in the first movies. It was, I mean, it was funny. It was light. They had great diet. And I feel like that's the only reason that scene existed is to show you that like, we could, we can do this. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and this says something about the idea of every episode being directed by Deborah uh, Trout too. That's the other thing about, yes, I love, love about it. some of these and Marvel's done yep. that with some of their series where every episode is directed by the same person, but written by different yep. people or produced by different people. But like, there's a director that does the whole series, which is different. Obviously we know on a 24 episode season, in on regular network television, it's almost impossible for one director to direct every episode. Exactly. When you're doing six episodes and you're taking a good chunk of time to, to make it, you can do that director as yep. one person directing everything, uh, which is huge. And, and her stamp was on it. I think that we'll see if she does other things, you'll see this stamp of what happens here in Obi-Wan. Yep. And if you go back and watch her episodes of The Mandalorian, you probably see that stamp on that as well. Like we saw yes. with Taika on the Mandalorian episode. Like yep. we've seen his work before. So you see it on the Mandalorian, like that's a takeaway TV episode. I can tell yes. that's a takeaway yep. TV episode. And I think Deborah Chow is going to have that. And I think she did a great job on this show for sure. And the introduction of new characters. So we talked a lot about yep. 
so far already about the Obi-Wan, the Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, the James Earl Jones coming back yeah. to voice Darth Vader was awesome as well. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and he probably was in like the studio for like what, two or three hours on one day and just did all the lines he needed. All to the do lines. Yeah. And got a check for a good amount of money and said, See and his voice is modulated on top yeah. of that. So if yes. they need to, they can just kind of fix it. <laughs> yes. They just grab words from other things he said and make a yeah. sentence. They're done. We're all set. Um, but that's what they could have done. They could have actually done it all mm-hmm. computer generated. Of they didn't course. even need him. And they did bring him back, which is huge to me. It's, huge. it's showing the homage or homage to Star Wars yep. fans of the old older days and yep. having him still do it. It was great too. But it's like you said before, it, I mean, they didn't yeah. need John Williams either. No. Right. I mean, at all. Every any somebody could emulate, you know, Star Wars songs again. Do you want to like just spoil it from the beginning right now? They also didn't need Liam Neeson, but they brought Liam, Liam Neeson back. Well, of Holy course, crap. yeah, we, we might as well say it because yeah, that's what everybody, <laughs> yeah, of course. And he it, said he would never be on a television show and yep. he was all gaslighting us the entire time yep. about how he wouldn't be on here and he was on the last episode, which tells me yep. he's got to be it. If they do a season two, which is the rumor that they want to, he's got to be more in it. He's got to have that, that, that he's got to have that yeah. force ghost part of it. And even second. exactly, even if he does it sporadically as a force yeah. ghost, and maybe what he does is say, look, I'm okay with you doing like a computer generated force ghost thing, yeah. but like, I'll voice it. I read, a just saw a recent interview with him where he said that same thing. He's like, uh, the TV shows. He was like, but I felt like, like I owed it to you and McGregor and George Lucas. And so that was, yeah, excellent. So good. We got that out of the way. And I bet he got, again, a nice little check money talks. Hey, we'll give you X bit. amount of dollars to show up for one day to do one two-hour thing. What do you say? I bet it, I bet it was more than you and I make in yeah, several many years. years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, we, so you talk about the idea we have Hayden coming back as Darth Vader. You have Obi-Wan or you and McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan. You have um, Liam Neeson coming back as obviously Qui-Gon Jinn. Yep. But also like, obviously you have the, the or Corgana, whatever, the, what's Leia's parents' name? Um, Bail Organa. Yes. You have all that coming back as well. So you have a lot of those like, okay, let's take this prequels and bring them in to the, this show 10 years later or the yep. 10 years later in the world of Star Wars. Uh, but Grand Inquisitors was a huge addition onto yeah. this as well, which, which is funny because was it the first episode or the second? It was the first episode where the Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed, right? It, it, it's the first or the second, I keep, but yeah, it's right in the beginning. So it's so funny because, again, this key kind of collector website or app that's out there says Darth Vader number six, which uh, is, a, is the first appearance of the Grand Inquisitor in comic book form. Uh, that value of that book went up to $150, $200 a book. It was all out there. So and so he's going to be in this show, all this stuff. And I'm watching the episode and he gets stabbed <laughs> and he dies. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? It's It reminded me of a little bit. Um, was it the other guys? Were they the commercials or the trailers always had like The Rock and Mark Wahlberg or something like that in the trailer? And like the first 30 seconds in the movie, they jump off of a building and die. And yep, they're not yeah, in the exactly. movie for the rest of the movie. Yep. And you're just like, what just happened? But we all knew especially if they were going to try to do yep. canon at all because the rebel stuff, the grand inquisitors exactly. in that they couldn't actually kill him off. And he did survive and he did show back up at, at part five or episode five of the show. Um, so I'm glad that was there. Cause I love the grand inquisitor. I think it's a great I character do. to have in there. I think the, 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 the special effects of the, and the yep. practical effects they did with his face and stuff, I, I think it was it. a great addition. I think the grand inquisitor just was acted perfectly. That's why mm-hmm. I was like you, when he got stabbed, I was like, Seriously, of course, I turned to Annie and I was like, he's coming back. Now. It's got to be. You got to <laughs> come back. There's no way they did that. They did the whole thing just to have him in an episode or so. No. But 
the Grand Inquisitor, what the funny thing is, is I would have loved to see a lot more Grand Inquisitor and less Reva because I felt like Reva, her storyline was there, but I felt like, I don't know. I didn't feel the connection to her that I think I was supposed to feel. I think a lot of people shared that and I, I, that feeling. And I think it's partially because once we realized she was going to be a good guy, I felt like her character made more sense. Yeah. So maybe if I rewatch it, I'll feel different. But at first I was like, I I don't know, as an inquisitor, it just didn't work for me. But as somebody that was trying to do good, it worked a little better. The other thing I would have loved to see, like I said, I love the addition to this. The like, same reason why I'm not, we'll talk about it in a second is I love the idea. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi show, but like the first two episodes or so was Princess Leia, uh, oh, yeah. young Princess Leia. But what about a Grand Inquisitor show? Like an actual six episode series or even an animated show of the Grand yeah. Inquisitors that's separate from the Rebels and separate from everything else that was just about the Grand Inquisitors because I felt like they tried. I love this show. No one's going to get me wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to get, this is a highly rated Star Wars show, highly rated show on TV. Yep. But the idea that they didn't, they shoved young Princess Leia, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, and the Grand Inquisitors into a six episodes. I felt like there were yep. small pieces they could have like, like I really want a Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader show. Like I really want one. Oh yeah. I really want Absolutely. a Grand Inquisitor show. Well, it's now that you said like with the Inquisitors, I'm thinking like you could do that as a like much darker yeah, about as dark as Disney gets and yeah. actually have it be tracking down like famous Jedi yes. from Star Wars lore and and killing them. Yes. And then maybe I, at the end, somebody stops it or whatever. But like, that would be a great kind of really dark, gritty, noir kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and so this, but also proves to me that we have, we saw Star Wars, uh, you know, Star Wars Day and Star Wars uh, Celebration came out recently and there's no talk about a Darth Vader TV show or movie or anything like that. But, but a Hayden Christensen led Darth Vader movie, uh, it could incorporate the Grand Inquisitors could be in that. It could be a mixture yes. between the two of yep. them. Would be absolutely huge to me. Well, no. I think he's he 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 never had a pro- I never really had a big problem with Hayden Christensen. We've talked about this in the prequels reviews that it really was a directed based thing and a yep. script based thing that he didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem with him. I had a problem with the way he wanted they wanted him to act exactly. Um, but I think he, you know, redeemed himself in this sense with correct director and like you mentioned earlier that a him led show where he's in the mask and james Earl jones is doing the voice and he's mostly in the mask the entire time i would watch every night well i'm honestly not sure like that wouldn't be the best kind of let me rephrase this i was gonna say redemption it doesn't need it the best way to tie up obi-wan kenobi would be to end it with a darth vader movie and then have kind of obi-wan pull back out and we but move forward that would be excellent i would be yeah, it's one movie, not a trilogy, just like no. the biggest, baddest Darth Vader movie ever made. And they did basically tie in the prequels now to the TV show. So, like, in order to get a full grasp of the Star Wars complete universe, you kind of have to watch the prequels, this and then the original yep. trilogy. Um, is that they could do the opposite now, like do this, uh, season two of this, and then do a Darth Vader movie that prequels yep. into... Exactly. Uh, the the yep. original trilogy and like almost like at the end of the Darth Vader movie is the beginning yep. of the prequel or yep. the original trilogy. And that way they just like smoothly transitions to another one. Um, you can call it Vader down because that was a really good comic book series, by the way. That Vader was a good down. comic book series. Or just honestly, Vader would just be a sweet name for a movie. Just Vader. Yep. Done. Um, I think it would I think it would have to be just Vader. Yeah. Well, I mean, or just Darth, because that's what Obi-Wan goes Darth and walks away. 
Darth. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that was and I do like I said, what I wrote in here about it, Princess Leia, and the reason I mentioned the whole like they basically jammed a bunch of stuff in there, not in a bad way. I don't think no, I no. just feel like I want more, and which is way a TV yep. show should leave you. It should leave you wanting more because yep. that's how they get the second season and so on. Um, but Princess Leia, it being an Obi-Wan show and that basically the first couple episodes, you're like, oh my gosh, this is an Obi-Wan show, but it's really a Princess Leia show, which is awesome because I loved yep. the young woman. I forget her name, the young girl who played Princess Leia. I was Leia. just looking that up. I wanted to have it in here. I wrote young Leia. Um, but because it's refreshing that a lot of child actors I see in some of these shows, I just can't get behind. Yep. I thought she was cute. I thought she was well, well acted. I thought she was very good. It, it made me think of a young Carrie Fisher, which is great. I agree. It's and a so, Vivian Lyra Blair. There you go. And I hope she gets more. I think if we do a season yep. two, she'll be in season two. The question I have for you, Adam, is does in, in, in the original trilogy, when she says, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope on, the, on, on R2-D2, does she know Obi-Wan Kenobi? Like, is she like, does she remember this childhood memories? Because like for some reason, I thought going into that, that she didn't know him, that someone told her to seek out Obi-Wan Kenobi, but like she didn't know who Obi-Wan Kenobi was. Yep. And I could be wrong on that, but I felt like now she knows too much. Like she now I, knows, like she's like best yeah. friends with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I feel like the original trilogy was, trilogy was ambiguous enough okay. that they can probably very reasonably write that, which is a kind of, you know, it's going to be weird if all of a sudden, yeah. like, she doesn't remember him anymore. Yes. That was a hell of an experience that they had together. Um, well, so, man, yeah, I, mean, I, just, I mean, it is the uh, the world of Star Wars. There's some traumatic events that can happen that make you go, no, I don't remember who that person is. Now, but. I think you're right. I think she almost certainly has not spoken or heard from yes. Obi-Wan again by the time of the new movie. So she probably barely remembers him. Yeah. But, like, still, it's just, just people that I know. I mean, again, I, I didn't get saved by this anybody exactly. when I was young but there's people when I was young that I don't remember now either so there yeah. is this aspect that maybe she's just you know blurry about who he was or what he needs but um so I guess my thought now that I'm retracting my statement about having her in season two is that I don't think she can't really be in season two because she can't be like living her entire life next to Obi-Wan Kenobi and then and no then unless they like, do like a spin-off yeah. just Leia series correct but I'm just you thinking know. to myself maybe she has a flashback or maybe a couple of the first yeah. episode or two or something like that but it doesn't make sense for her to be in the season two because of the fact that again, she has to have this gap between when she knew Obi-Wan and when she's re requesting his help. Yep. If she knows him all the time, she just call him on a cell phone and be like, Hey, Obi-Wan, I need you. She doesn't have to send a droid out there for her, for him. Um, but yeah, not that cell phones are existing in the you know universe far, yep. far away. I mean, I, and one thing I think I really liked with Obi-Wan too, and I know this is contentious with fans, but I, I think this is trying to do, of course it, there's money involved in mm -hmm. fans, but I don't know. I think nobody ever really liked the thought, which was the thought for a long time, that Obi-Wan just kind of hid mm -hmm. in the desert forever and did nothing while all of this horrible stuff was happening. So I think, of course, this is a redemption story. We all know yes. that. But but it is interesting because they could have not taken that yeah. track and done a like, you know, why he was a recluse and why mm -hmm. he was a hermit. So I think that's a big thing. Like you said, the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan was not the same as the one in the original trilogy. No. trilogy. They, they, I'll tell you this though, the beginning of the show, it made me understand struggles that he was dealing with mentally mm -hmm. after yes. the events of the yep. prequels. Like it definitely made me think, okay, this guy has some PTSD from what happened in the prequels and that what he needs yep. to get past and so on. So that's what makes you understand. I just need to live under the radar. Obviously he needs to live under the radar because execute order 66 is, uh, which yes. was 
tell you that that was hearing that and but seeing that, that was, like yep. the, 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 that was like oh god it's like it made me get teared up i'm like oh my god it's like first of all it's uh you know throwbacks but second of all it's like they're executing tons of jedi right now um but having to have him he has to live under the ground he has to live yeah. as not a jedi uh and that he doesn't want to use his his force powers until he has to to save a wife and uh which of course are badass like all mm-hmm. of us. oh of course yeah absolutely um his his so his just seeing him again on tv and and and, and seeing him he, he it didn't look like he was that much different from when and it was and he looked 10 years mm-hmm. later he looked like yeah, he was 10 I, years I after the first yep. <laughs> even though it's been longer than that right it's been 20 20 years ish that was the best like best inadvertent practical effect ever is that ewan mcgregor doesn't age no uh yeah it's uh, that and like i said i don't think hayden looked that much older too i mean it's not like we only saw a little bit of him but like there was this this if you see pictures of him he's not that much older as well so i do like the the idea that they went back to that too and again this is episode four in my opinion not episode four as in like this is three exactly three b 3.5 you know how they do that, like in some movies where they make like yep. a, a prequel yeah, movie, exactly. three and a half. No, and I, but you're right, it is, and, and and that's what I said. I'm wondering now if you're kind of right that this is setting the groundwork for like an epic conclusion to the prequels. Yes, because um, it it it's doing a great job so far. And I mean, I actually before I have that note in here that I wrote yeah. when I was watching it. One thing is, and I don't know if you had the same experience, but the first couple episodes, it weren't they. It wasn't that they were shaky to me; they were fun. Yes. But, the acting felt much looser and every, you know, Flea yeah. was playing that guy that chased Leah, Leah through the woods. But my thing is like, I'm not sure that isn't really brilliant writing where yes. it started about as campy and like where you're as the prequels where you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. But by the end it had fully transitioned into like, what is star Wars now? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure maybe that wasn't just absolutely brilliant writing that you remind yes. you were reminded how weird the prequels were. Yes, yes, exactly. But well, here's know. here's here's my question. So I so Camille Nanjiani's in this show as well. If anybody doesn't know that, Camille plays. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite comedic actors right now on TV. Yep. He was in Silicon Valley. He's he's a stand up comedian. He's he has a podcast too. He has a podcast on the X Files actually called the X Files Files. Um, but he his when when he was a Jedi, they're like, oh, we're supposed to see this Jedi, and he's doing this, and he's like using the powers. To, as it for his own financial gain and i'm yep. like what is going on if they really made him a jedi i'm gonna be so mad right now and then come to find out he was just scamming yep. people and using remotes and things like that was right freaking hilarious but, but to me that was a good use of camille nanjiani every time it, i see flea yes. in a movie now i go why who in the right mind out there it's not like flea the person yep. is drawing in people to see the show it's like when he was in back to the future <laughs> i was like why it's not like i guess at the time maybe flea was more popular back when back to the future was coming out than this but like flea just to me was like it threw me off it threw me off kind of like in the mandalorian that bill burr threw me off on like it just bill burr being in the mandalorian was like i agree you have this but here's why i think you're right but camille though is brilliant in the way that i was just saying in that because he's episode one i think maybe two but like the second you hear him, you're like, oh, no, this is yeah. like not this is so goofy. This is not the right character actor, because that's what the prequels often felt. Correct. Like. Yeah. So seeing them actually transition him into a well-casted character again, I think, is them kind of saying we know the problems. Yes. We're fixing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's funny because uh, Camille actually was a stormtrooper in the uh, sequel trilogies. 
in one of the trilogy. You know, they started throwing people oh, yeah. randomly in things and random in suits. Yeah. Camille, Camille Nanjiani was one of the people in a suit, which is kind of funny. So now he's actually technically played two characters in the Star Wars universe. That's funny. Uh, That's awesome. But yeah, it's awesome. And I think it probably dream come true as someone who now has been in the Eternals that he's now been on a show like Silicon Valley. And now he's been on a Star Wars TV show. Like he must be living his best life, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, he's, he's definitely getting his years now where he's making his money. And now mm-hmm. after, you know, a while of this, he can do whatever he wants to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. It was, I understand. So I have as an overall thing, I don't want to get too far into that yet because we're not fully done yet, but the first two episodes I thought were really good. Done, well done. Like, and honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why they, the way that they're set up, you can finish episode one and you're like, ah, I know why they released two episodes today. Cause you kind of yes. need to watch episode two yep. to kind of get. Absolutely. And then episode six was amazing. I think three, one, two, and one and two and six were like the best. Yep. Three, four, and five to me, which is kind of funny because the best Star Wars movies out there are four, five, and six. Yep. So having four and five of something. And in Disney Plus, episode four for the majority of shows have been the best episode. There was something about that middle part with the Reva part was, and this, this yep. part where there just was like, again, when I mentioned if it could make it into a movie, I felt like if you took episodes one and two and some of three and four and five. Yes. And then episode six and then smushed it into one, you could have made an unbelievable movie called Obi-Wan Kenobi. I agree. And I think we're, you're right. Cause I think so to episode five, it was when I was like, okay, okay. I see what's getting ready to happen. Yes. Yes. But yes. even episode five was not as I, I have random notes. Wasn't episode five. The, that was when they went underwater on Mustafar. Yes. 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 And, and stuff like that, where I was like, I know it's space drama. So yes, who cares? Yes. But damn, that base was really poorly designed. Yes. I mean, I could have swam down there and jumped up that hole and walked around. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I also think it's funny though. Cause uh, Obi-Wan now that's what he always does is sneaks yes. into bases. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's, he's, a, he's a ghost recon of uh... he is he absolutely is <laughs> but I, what i wrote in my notes is that the funny thing about star wars is that it's such a humongous fan base mm-hmm. that it can in a sense because it can get ridiculed for it but it can struggle at moments and still superly succeed because of its star wars mm-hmm. and i felt like episodes three and four that if it was not a Star Wars-based show, they might have not actually had the numbers for five and six episodes yep. because some people might have been like, eh, it's, I've lost me. Yep. See you later. I want more Obi-Wan, Darth Vader shit. And they, but because it's Star Wars, you're like, and it's only six. That's the other thing is it's only six episodes. So you may say to yourself, yep. I'm just going to watch this. I always said that with The Walking Dead's first season is six episodes. Breaking Bad, I believe, the first episode of yep. season six episodes. So any of these shows that have like these small first seasons, I'm like, watch the entire first season. It's going to make sense. It's, you're going to like it. Yep. Same thing with this. Like, just watch the entire thing. And I feel yep. like it was amazing. And people were like, oh, my God, I got to watch the next episode. And then it was like, eh. And then, bam, I can't wait for second season. And so yep. I think they did a great job overall. I just felt like there was a moment in the middle there where it was kind of sure. slow and kind of like- I agree. And I think a point you just made, which is I may be becoming a theme on our yeah. podcast now, but the reason I feel like where I'm not always, you know, being negative with other franchises, but yeah. the reason Star Wars works and Disney works when it doesn't have the best momentum or the best like plot, you know, details or loopholes yeah. or whatever is because it's fun. Yes. And the fun, and I know I'm talking about DC and I'm going to make people angry again, but it's like <laughs> the fun is what carries me through because when I yeah. start seeing plot holes and you're depressing me, yes. like then I'm just kind of, but like everything that they do, it can be, Obi-Wan was not a light show like at all. It was heavy, yeah. heavy stuff, but it was always something fun happening. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. The, the, so there's where I talk about Batman, the Batman, where there was enough bad things that made the movie bad to me, not bad, but like, it mm-hmm. wasn't a good movie to me because there was enough, the Batman negative things. And that was also in my mind because the dark Knight series was so amazing that you can't outweigh the good. The good didn't outweigh the bad because mm-hmm. there was a bunch of good things in the, the Batman movie. This is the opposite of that. There were some yes. pothole. There were some funky, weird things that happened in the show, but there were so many good things that this is going to get a high rating for me because the goods far outweighed the bads. Right. And, uh, you know, to the point where, like, when I first saw Darth Vader again, I was like, this is the most amazing show ever. Because it was yes. just like, I cannot believe yeah. I see it. And then I heard James Earl Jordan's voice. I was like, yeah. oh my God. And then the battles with lightsaber, seeing the lightsaber battles again and yep. seeing all of that over again was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so the small things, the chase of Leia, which is what oh, they yeah. talk about on the internet. That it's no one, huge. It's no one can catch Leia, baby, uh, young Leia. It reminded me a lot of um, what I write my notes. Uh, the fact that they out, can outrun the guards easily reminds <laughs> me of the fact that stormtroopers aim is sucks. Yes. So like, there's this weird thing. The guards suck at catching Leia as well as the stormtroopers can't shoot anybody. <laughs> Well, or, but here, and the thing too is what I still think it's actually just really good writing that like, yeah, the flea thing is just yeah. goofy. I don't yeah. like that it's flea. I don't like that he's clearly this idiot that like can elude everybody. None it's... of that makes sense. But if you'll remember the prequels, you and I were talking about yeah. once they drilled the hole in the glass, why'd they drop poison worms in yes, it? Why didn't you just shoot her? Shoot just shoot her in the face. Like it's the Batman rule. It's yes. just shoot him in the face. In the face. Like, so yeah, my point is like, Coming in later, which is what a lot yes. of critics are doing now and saying, like, Star Wars needs to not have loopholes. Star Wars yes. is a loophole. Everything yes. about it is a giant loophole. That's why it works, because you can do whatever you want. You can like, do whatever you want, because it's also, it's in space. It's in a, uh, you know, you're far, far away, which is somehow way in the past, but also in the future. Like, it's all, that's it, been since the beginning. They yep. have technology that we don't have now, but don't have the technology that we do have now, yep. which is the weirdest thing. Like, we have, like, cotton based like easily fitting t-shirts and they're still wearing like cloaks and like robes yeah, yeah. like okay yep. so there's but they also the technology to like use droids and sentient like a uh, uh, ai ai based droids they can talk sure. to you and learn but yet so it's far far away in a galaxy far far away yet in the future but yet in the past and then yeah. we're also critiquing how they can't do this that and the other thing i'm like okay it's star right. wars well they, and the, do we remember right. the ewoks again like we can do whatever we want. That was one of like, and people now, our generation love them. People at the time hated the Ewoks yes. because what a weird thing. But who cares? It's have, outer space. Have you seen Fanboys yet? The the, the, the movie. So it's on. Uh, so check it out. Log into our the, cool. the Plex yeah, yeah. thing. It's on there. Uh, I watched it last week. I think last Monday I watched it. And there's a part in there where they're at, because the, the whole movie is about them going to Skywalker Ranch to watch to, to okay. get in there just to sure. break in yep, yep. and they want to watch the episode one before it goes to the theaters like okay. the whole thing so they get to star wars ranch at one point and there's a, they're getting caught by the guards and they're picking up things in, in george lucas's office that they're like i'll break this and it's like a tie fighter uh you know miniature that they use for special effects and yeah, so yeah. on and so forth and someone picks up an ewok suit and no everybody goes yeah. Oh no. <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> we don't care. You can burn that. I don't give a crap what you do with that thing. And I thought oh, it was the man. same thing if they someone picked up a Jar Jar Binks thing. But oh, yeah. because, because this was pre 
episode one, it wouldn't have made any jokes, but it was kind of funny how if someone picked up a Jar Jar Bing suit now, which obviously it's all special effects, most of it, but exactly. like people would be like, nah, we don't care. You can steal that. Go ahead. Do what we want with it. But it's, it's the funny thing about Star Wars I mentioned before is there's things that they can get away with because it's Star Wars. And that's okay. Cause yeah. I feel like the stuff that Marvel gets away with, in my opinion, because it's the MCU. So like yes. there, I treat Venom and I treat Morbius differently than I treat I do too. Thor and Avengers because yep. they are not made in the same quote unquote universe. Star Wars gets away with a lot of things because of Star Wars, but I'm absolutely okay with that because yeah. they have the right to do that. They've earned the right to do that. And I think that's something to be said, but if this wasn't based in the Star Wars uniform, this is universe, this is just a space-based TV show. I still think it would be an amazing yep. show. But- and I was, I've said it before and I'll say it to put it in the record, but mark my words, Jar Jar Binks is going to come back. And I promise you, it will be one of the biggest Star Wars series by viewership that has ever happened. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. We talked about the bar, like the comedy part of it too, but I would also love Sith Jar Jar Binks. Oh my God, <laughs> more than anything. Like that he finally gets tired of being picked on. So do it as a comedy though. Like do it with like some guys conning him and it's not even a Sith and he thinks he's like, you know, Darth yes. Jar Jar and he's not. But like, I'm telling you, man, it'll be the biggest series. It'll be right up there with Obi-Wan. He'll have like size that are uh, uh, lightsabers. And people are like, what are you? Are nunchucks that are lightsabers or something weird? You know, it would be nunchucks because yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. And he and he phase himself like he did in, uh, on the uh, pod racer. He had like yep. tongue sticking out. Oh man, it'd be so um, good. It'd be so good. Yes. So I just, I, I, as a whole, six episodes was great. Also though, did you see the thing online where people were like, they're going the wrong direction that the Mandalorian was like nine episodes and then book of Boba Fett was eight episodes or oh, yeah. it was eight episodes, seven episodes. This was six episodes of like, you're going the wrong direction. You need, we're getting less episodes for each star Wars uh, yeah, series yeah. we get. However, I do think Andor is at least 10. So we're, yep. we're, we're moving and they've already got renewed for a second season on Andor. So right. we're looking forward to that. And so far. I mean, I think Obi-Wan was a really good length. I wouldn't yes. want, have wanted, like you said, either want a movie or like, oh, yeah. yes, or let's really do it. So six yeah. was, was good. I would have taken uh, four, honestly. So uh, the last notes I have here actually on this thing was the thing we talked about. You just mentioned about drilling a hole. Why didn't you just shoot him? Yeah. Why doesn't st- Why doesn't, why doesn't Obi-Wan Kenobi just kill Darth Vader? Then we wouldn't even have a problem. We wouldn't have the original yep. trilogy because yeah. he could have just killed him right there. He was weak. He probably could have killed him. And yet he walks away and says, you know, you're no longer my friend or something like that and says, okay, yep. see you later, Darth. And walks away and then Darth Vader goes on to kill many, many, many more people. Well, my my thinking, and this is all speculative, is mm-hmm. it's because he wants to work with Qui-Gon okay. to bring to bring Anakin back somehow. Okay. And I think that's because this is getting into that whole like looking for other ways to use the force. Mm-hmm. And and you know, Qui-Gon says, like, we've got a long way to go still. Or something like I have yeah. a feeling that's where he's going to go work on now is can I save because but you're right though it's like this unhealthy obsession with yes like, a really I, horrible 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 person yeah I can just picture like there's so many times where someone was like you just would have killed this guy mm-hmm. then when things but again we have to think about it. this is movies we talk about this is TV shows we talk about that if you don't if you kill Darth Vader in this show the original trilogy doesn't exist yes. because the whole original trilogy is about Darth Vader so like there's no reason to have original trilogy without yep. with you kill him here so you kind of need him to survive i also find it funny oh, that yeah. in the sequel trilogy doesn't uh what's his face um 
Ben Kenobi, not Ben Kenobi, Ben, uh, Ben Skywalker, right? No, uh, Ben. Kylo Ren. Ben's, no. Yeah, Kylo Ren. No. Yeah, Kylo Ren. Doesn't his mask, get all, his mask get all smashed in too? It's kind of a homage oh, to great. that too and all that stuff. So there's a bunch of uh, uh, fun things. Um, but again, again, a plot hole that it probably would have been very easy for um, Obi-Wan Kenobi just to kill yeah. Darth Vader then. And the Death Stars never probably would have been created. All that stuff would like, happen. I had this question while I was watching. This is a yeah. good one to throw out for you too, because I don't know. Um, but you know, whether we look at the bad acting or it was written that way and Hayden Christensen is weird. Like even, or not Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader is yes, weird. Like yes. even if we get to the modern iteration, like what a weird, angry guy. And I got, it's canon though, that he was conceived without a father spontaneously yes. too. So yes. I feel like that hasn't been explored, but like, yeah. I mean, that has to somehow play into making him weird because he just spontaneously appeared. So where did that come from? So like, I just feel like maybe that's something they could explore too with moving forward. Robes, longer hair. It's Jesus. Holy crap. There you go. He's Jesus. <laughs> Dark Jesus. <laughs> it is kind of, it would be kind Dark of. Dark Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, no, but yeah, it's a good point that there, he is. He was, there is no, we don't know who his dad is in a sense. So it also, like, I think we might get to that point because I feel like at some point, Mar uh, D uh, Star Wars is going to go pre original, yes. like, uh, pre prequels. So like yep. the high Republic, you know, they're going to go farther back with some of this stuff. So there may be a time might yep. not be in our lifetime, but there may be a time where they do catch up with the idea that you can create a character. You create someone who is yep. Anakin Skywalker's dad. But then there's a reason why you don't see him anymore. Maybe he died. Yeah. Or, I know, just, it, it, that's always been such a big question with Star Wars yeah. nerds. And I feel like now with Obi-Wan, it's, it's like a huge question because yeah. it's getting to the heart of who Darth Vader is. So yes. I don't know. I don't have any answers for that, but me either. But what I will say is that the show overall was amazing to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Adam and I are going to start doing some uh, actual ratings of the show. I would definitely think this is probably an eight to me because it's not perfect but i think mm -hmm. seven or below is just too low for this show um but they did an unbelievable job creating a show with a with characters that yes. we know what happens to them yeah and that's the biggest thing i think that people don't some people don't understand with the show if they're just turning it on reading watching the show for like the first time they're not huge star wars fans right is we all know what happens to every single one of these characters minus yep. the new people like the inquisitors um we don't really like if you don't they're not in the big films and they're not in the big shows. Exactly. So we do know though that Darth Vader eventually dies. You do know of that Obi-Wan Kenobi eventually dies. You do know that Leia eventually there's all yep. these things. You do know what happens to them. You see the shots of Luke Skywalker in this. You're like, okay, you do know he becomes the Luke Skywalker. We all know. And they did an unbelievable job telling the story and giving us yes. um, speculation and giving us uh, the unknown for the rest sure. of the season, knowing that they, you know, the fear that someone yep. might die, even though you know they don't die because they're in the future yeah. stuff. Uh, and I feel like awesome. a lot, they go for, instead of trying to shock us with like new yes. twists all the time, they really like, they try to respect the source material mm -hmm. and fill it and fill it in. Like you said, I feel like we all know that like if Obi-Wan and Darth could fight again, they were going to. So yes. this isn't like a shock, but to see it changes everything kind of moving yes. into the original trilogy. So, I mean, again, I, I was so excited to watch this. Yep. Uh, there was that time in the middle, like I mentioned, where it was like when Wednesday yep. came about, I don't think I watched it till Thursday because it wasn't like, holy crap, yep. I got to watch, which was like the Mandalorian, the very first season of the Mandalorian. I was like, yep. the second I clocked out of work, I wanted to be home. 
watching yeah. it on the TV. Whereas the episodes three and four and five, or maybe not five, but three and four for sure, were more like, ah, I'll watch it some point. We'll get to it. It's fine. Yeah. When I got to the end of five, I was like, I need to see six. And then now exactly. I watch six and I'm like, oh my God, when's the next season? Oh. No announcement yet for season two yet, but there's, they have I mean, to if, believe there's got to be. If the whole show had kept that pace, like yes. it would be like a 9.5. Yes. I mean, it would yes. be one of the better Star Wars things yes. made. But like you said, we got a glimpse of in episode six, especially like what they could do with that prequel ish storyline. And I tell you right now, I am a huge Marvel fan. I am a huge um you know pop culture fan and, and so on i will say right now unequivocally that darth vader is the best villain just looks what he can do who he is the story behind him the whole luke skywalker connection i just think darth vader is the mm-hmm. when you think of star wars as much as the luke skywalker out there in r2d2 yep. and, and all those things star wars is darth vader in my opinion like star wars logo could just be darth vader's helmet and it would be great because that and so seeing him yep. in this show and seeing Obi-Wan's Kenobi's connection back to the, the person uh, he yep. trained was huge to me. So I agree yeah. with you. I mean, they there's nothing it. more iconic than. Yes. I mean, I don't have to say anything else. Like <laughs> He needs an inhaler. He has a problem breathing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think, uh, so like I said, high, 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 you know, eight, high, uh, eight, eight and a half right around there. Like, for I me. agree a hundred percent. I'd say eight and, and a half probably yeah. on my end. So it, it's definitely a show that is going to live in the lore of, I mean, to me, if we said, if we're doing rankings of the orders, Mandalorian yep. season one is still the best live action TV show for star Wars. that has been on yep. Disney plus. I think this is right behind it. I think season two of Mandalorian is, you know, it's good, but it's not yep. nearly as good as this. And then book of Boba Fett still, I, it was a great show. love seeing Boba Fett on there. I just think there was a lot more to be desired in, what, in book, book of boba, boba fett was excellent but it didn't need to be book of boba fett it could have been no. another mandalorian season yeah. i mean yeah and it, this shows me like i said book of boba fett was like the next live action show so i was like okay i was in the oh, whole yeah. like my, my, my you know and it was ex- ex- amazing about it adrenaline was going this was like okay this is what a next another show could be and gives exactly. me hope for andor because andor could be just as good as this because one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time is Rogue One. So like if this oh, is God, anything, yeah. the next show is anything like Rogue One, I'd be super excited for that too. So I agree. Um, now, my final thought on it was I'll say is I just, the thing I loved the most was I really, in my core, thought they were going to lean into the like broken Obi-Wan yes. storyline. And the fact that he ended up just roundly like kicking Darth Vader's butt, I thought mm-hmm. was just like, such an excellent choice and i thought so i don't know that was kind of my final thought on the movie was seeing the strong obi-wan back like made my month like i love not thinking of obi-wan as an old man in a cave yes 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 and and it shows how strong garth vader is oh which shows how strong obi-wan is so that makes sense when he's holding that porthole in that's like 300 feet underwater i was like oh that's foreshadowing yeah (laughs) yeah and pulling whole ships and things like that with of course all of that stuff is like Ugh. I said, I could watch this over again and just see all those things. Forget the storyline, just watching all those small things yeah. that you see uh, that makes you love the Star Wars films mm-hmm. and TV shows is huge to me. Um, yeah. We did review, you and I reviewed episodes one, two, and three. We did. Uh, we had a special guest, uh, Graham, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jabron Graham, yep. who did solo with us. And so we have those four um, reviews are up on our podcasting platform, Spotify, yeah. Apple, all those things, and our website, capesandtights.com. Uh, we'll also be doing Rogue One this summer. We'll be doing yep. uh, Andor at the end of the Andor season. 
Um, we'll talk, we're going to have an article on our site soon at some point. We're going to talk, discuss the cheat sheet to the Clone Wars yeah, animation. Yeah, big time. Yep. Uh, and then honestly, um, I'll probably, we'll probably put something up on the website around the time that uh, Bad Batch season two comes out. Just yes. talking about season one, because season one was pretty good in that series as well. Uh, it has episode or uh, execute order 66 yep. in that as well. So that happens right around the same uh, time timeline yep. as, as this. Yeah, as well. a little guide would be fun. I'll try to do it this a similar thing with the video games, which yes. is a whole other story. They're they're starting to incorporate those into the storyline, which I, is amazing. So go to capesandtights.com to learn more exactly. about that. Check Cal it out. Castus is going to have his own show, hopefully, oh, out there man. with the voice, which I love also is the fact that the voice actor is being rumored to be cast as the actor. In I it. love that. Love that. And yeah. so I read it. I read the I read, read the rumor on the internet, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I'm thinking Clone Wars style animation, Bad Batch style animation." And then I read live action, and I'm like, mm -hmm. "Oh, that's even cooler to me because I think that's awesome to see that person come over." And they probably won't have all the actors, voice actors who no. do the TV, the movie in there, but like having the main but, character. Yeah. Yeah. We have had we have had the droid from the video game, so we're yes. getting there. We're getting there. So yeah, check that out. So that's Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order video game rumored yep. to have a tv show coming out at some point with cal kestis who is the main character in that who's, yeah. a, who's honestly it's hugely popular uh to most people who are big star wars fans mm -hmm. and have it be a video game it's the same thing i just wrote an article about the reviewing of the book one of clementine uh which is a, a graphic novel by uh, tilly walden it's a uh in the stop uh, sorry i get this lighting here it's in the walking dead universe oh nice but at this Clementine actually's first appearance is in the Telltale it, series of it games. Is. I was going to say I loved those, and so this is her expanding off of uh, season cool. four of the Telltale Skybound series that nice. now is have her own book. Book Ooh, two will come out next year, out. and book three will come out in 2024. So it's like 22, 23, and 24, um, which is really cool. So seeing that video games are being incorporated into the universes, and because this is so popular and the game was so popular. I have to believe that AMC is working on some sort of spinoff TV show for The Walking Dead sure. featured around Clementine and the stories that happened in that book as well, which is pretty cool. So there's no comics. It's just literally a graphic novel, which That's I like awesome. to. I just finished it last week or last over the weekend and wrote a little review about it. it's The Walking nice. Dead that we need again. Um, so, yeah. But we have a lot more content now coming to capesandtice.com, not just podcast-related things. We'll have maybe some video-only related things. We'll have yep. articles, reviews, guests, posts, Shane Grant, our friend just reviewed the black phone yeah, on there as well. So excited about some horror stuff. Um, Taylor and I are going to New York city in August. They just announced the living with the walking dead exhibit at nice. the museum of moving images down there, which is a bunch of stuff from the walking dead show. Oh, that's awesome. Props, special effects, things, uh, uh, clothing, all that stuff. Yeah, totally. From the, TV show as well as some of the stuff from the comic book. So we'll be doing that and I'll write something up after that as well. Absolutely. So we're excited for all that stuff. So capesandtice.com is the home for all of that. But if you want more audio podcasts, stuff like that, Spotify, Apple, all those things, you can find us on social media as well. Um, Absolutely. Capes and tights. So yeah, that's great. I think, uh, I think we're done with this episode. What do you think? I, I, I think may the force be with you. And with you, Adam. <laughs>